J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. We have one hour to go before the unofficial soft deadline of our uh, 40th anniversary campaign, which is going to end at some point in January. Now, the person who, um, one of two people who helped us kick it off in Teaneck, New Jersey about six weeks ago, the great Steve Adelsberg, when I heard that he'll be in Jerusalem this week, I asked if he would come by and put in a good word or two about the show. I mean, after all, he's made his commitment very well known to everybody, and he can convince anybody out there why this is such an important vehicle for the Jewish world, and he agreed. He said, I'll join you in the final hour that you're in Jerusalem. Tomorrow, Mayor Fertig is sitting in. That's why this is my final show of 2023. Steve Adelsberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. This is really uh, something special to be here. Have you been in this building before? I've never been in this building before. In fact, I'm very excited. There's a kosher McDonald's. That's correct. <laughs> I love, you know, hey, that's the reason to come to Eritrea's Row for itself. So you... Not, so not you, really. We can live very well. I know, but McDonald's. it's funny that I made the same comment to you guys we walked out yesterday, um, that I got to try the kosher McDonald's, but I haven't done it yet. But this is the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. Those of you not familiar, it's literally an arm of Cinema City. Right. And Cinema City has pitmasters. Right. Have you tried it yet? I have not tried it. Everyone's someone, talking about and it. Someone told me about it last yeah, night. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. You have to raise that mic and drop. Then you have McDonald's. You have a couple of pizza places. You have, uh, obviously, the theater itself, which has certain nights, which I was told, where you give a one price. Uh, you get, you pay one price, and you get unlimited snacks and dinner and the whole thing. <laughs> Israel's got it all, my friend. Oh, Israel's no. got it all. Oh, do they still roll the bottles down the aisles? No. Okay, that's going But they do still serve pizza on cardboard. On cardboard. Okay. That they do. Okay. You remember Richie's Pizza? Sure do. Richie's Pizza was the original social media. Right. Uh, the bulletin board at Richie's right. Pizza on King George right. was the original social media. I need a ride. Uh, Call me here. That was the original social media. It was next to Softa Sandwich, I think. There was this that one I don't remember. I remember Ramini's, but that's already, yeah. that's already in my era. Right. Um, Ramini's was like the sister pizza place to Richie's in terms of the choices you had on King George. Now there's an unbelievable falafel and shawarma place on King George. I can't remember the name. It's on a, it's on like a little bit of a corner, like an alley with outdoor seating. And tonight, I, I believe, maybe you haven't met them, but I think through JM and you've met our good friends, Dr. Joe and Dr. Rabin Rosazada. And they claim that late tonight we're going to be heading to Halo Teman. So, hey, it's Thursday, Steve. It's Thursday. You have to set up your pre-Shabbos eating. I mean, come on. <laughs> the one thing about Eretz, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, you know Shabbos is coming on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Even Wednesday sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're ready for it. And, and you feel it. And they have, the, they, get the, they have the concept. They wait for Shabbos. Shabbos doesn't wait for them. That's correct. A lot of us, Shabbos does wait for us, especially in America, but uh, we're down to the last minute, but not here. Now, do you have a schedule for tomorrow? Like, do you have a, a routine when you're Erev Shabbos in Yerushalayim, or just walking around, doing things? Like, you don't have a set thing that you do every time you're Erev Shabbos. You like to keep your routine down to zip go, because it's going to go quick. The Erev you know, Shabbos, especially Arab this Shabbos, time of year. This yeah. time of year, it, right. once one o'clock comes, it's over. Right. 
places are trying to close, etc. Close. You can't buy that soda you want for shot. You gotta, you gotta get your act together. You have to think in advance. You gotta, which, I, which I don't do too well. Advance, not advance anywhere. You know? <laughs> Thinking's a problem. So now somewhere. I know how you're spending your day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that's the story, everybody. Uh, if you haven't experienced an Arab Shabbos here in Jerusalem, you have to do it. And uh, I'm sure you were – look, remi- I'm reminding our audience that you were one of the leaders of the Yeshiva Flapush Solidarity Missions that were way before th- – nothing against this week's Solidarity Missions, no. but way before this week's Solidarity Missions. It- October, November, December. There's another one coming up in January. January, we did another one. Well, Which we, is unbelievable. We, we started these missions really in the first intifada, the second intifada back in 2001, 2002. When we said during the intercession with Rabbi Besser from Yeshiva Flabish, Naftali Besser, right. we were able to say, hey, you know, let's spend our intercession vacation in Eretz Yisrael. And they've been doing it with Susan Frankel, Naftali Besser, Rabbi Besser, every year since 2001. And he's coming back with his group, but your group is going to be a drop different, right? Right. We've already established certain places we've been to. We're going back to see them. I mean, those of you in your listening audience who've been to Kramim, you'll love going back, even though you won't get a massage, you won't be in the pool. (laughs) Full of refugees. But you'll be, it's full of children, really. There's 300. Refugee children, Exactly. 300 children and only 100 adults, because we all know. The men are in the army. The men are in the army. And we have widows there. That's true. Yes. I saw a map. I'm sure you saw this. A map of every area of Israel that's been hit with fallen soldiers. Oh, the entire thing is full. A little piece of the Negev is exposed. <laughs> Other than that, the entire thing is full. It's been a disaster in that regard. The losses every single day are immeasurable. And uh, as I keep saying, and I, I was accused of being cynical about this. I wasn't saying it cynically. If they're not talking about the uh, fallen soldiers, they're talking about the hostages. And that's what's dominating the news. That's why so many of our brothers and sisters in this country are under tremendous stress and anxiety. It's no question about it. That's what's on the minds of everybody. And in fact... When you come back and you see the difference between the two weeks, you say the people are tired. They are mentally tired because they've been on. It's like if you're a parent, you get a phone call and says, Ma, da, I won't be talking to you for the next couple of weeks. They're taking away my phone. Yeah. And everyone knows what that means. Yeah. And they can't sleep at night. Yeah, Nobody's sleeping. The soldiers aren't sleeping and the families aren't sleeping. But basically... All you have to do here, you don't have to do no fancy mission. You don't have to go out and give out clothes. You know, all you have to do is show up, say thank you to a cab driver. Say thank you to someone walking in the street. And the soldiers that you're seeing. You, you go to the yeah, soldiers. You see, I mean, listen, the soldiers haven't paid for a meal. It's like, it's, it's like on, in New York, it's St. Patrick's Day for a fireman. They never pay for drinks. That's right. <laughs> but here, but thank God everyone. And you see this. You see the army is saying we don't want to give our soldiers leave because we don't want them to go home and break this moon and break this spirit. They have a spirit that no other army can ever think of. Man, especially and, this time around. Boy. I was talking to someone from I was talking to someone from the Golan, and it's um, Rav Eisenthal who was in the tank with with Rav Chaim Sabato. He wrote his book, yeah. Hidden Sights. Right. And West Point generals came, and they wanted to see how was Israeli's army so successful during the Golan campaign of the Yom Kippur War. We all know the numbers. We all know what it was going up against. And their conclusion was an amazing conclusion that no one here on, this, on your audience, Nachum, is going to be surprised. 
because you've been talking about this. The Achtos of the Army, they said, the fact that everyone who was injured in their tank, when they would go back to get taken care of, they were right back in the lines afterwards. Yep. There was no such thing in the Israeli Army as a million-dollar injury. Yep. We used to call it in America, you get a certain injury, you're going home. Right. No. And they said the success of the tank corps was the fact that every, the continuity of the tank crews, that everyone rushing to get back into action. And that is something that is going to carry us. And that's, what, and that's what we're doing. We're all doing here. <sighs> Just to say thank you and say, we're together. J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday morning broadcast. And uh, we are asking everybody to acknowledge the fact that we have had a major role in bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. That's what this is all about. There are a lot of other things we have done well over the last 40 years. But now, since October 7th, we have really put the magnifying glass on the role that we have of, of, uh, of bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. Please go to fjbunity.org and be as generous as possible. FJB unity.org and be as generous as possible. Yeah. I mean, you're the only station, forget about Jewish music, non-Jewish music, that people know we're going to get the truth. We're going to get it, tell, you tell, we tell it like it is, because we all know we, want it, we have to know what, what's going on. And you've been that vehicle, and thank God for Jame and the M, because we have someone to turn to. I appreciate that very much because we, we're trying very hard. This is a, uh, I never thought it would be three trips to Israel. Right. Um, but, it, but every, and you know this because you've done the same thing. Every one of these trips has had a different Avira, different atmosphere. From the terrible sadness, shock, and tragedy of the first trip to the seeing some activity in town during the second trip with a inordinate number of shiva calls because that's when the fallen started to you know grab the headlines because the word actually started and then this the third trip where we again are so focused on the fate of the hostages wondering what's going to be wondering if they're alive frankly wondering we have no idea what the story is and at the same time of course the fallen soldiers is just a uh, a piece of news that dominates every single day so it's been different but it's been tough. It's been tough for everybody here, and it's tough for everybody around the world who cares. It was, it was something to be said for with Ellie Rothstein, who was just here. Right. I mean, we went to visit last time we were here, the Chavra Kadisha of the Army. I can't, I mean, one, one, soul, one, one Rav who's in Miluim, he was called up, he says, what do I know? I get called up once a year to Kasha Kitchens for Pesach. For Pesach. <laughs> That's my job! <laughs> And now... His job, he said it was right. overwhelming, and this is what I do. This, these people will need someone to talk to. This is serious, serious life going on here now. Yeah. It's real. And I worry. We're at day 83, and I worry that, you know, I know we're talking about the momentum and the spirit. It's hard to maintain it's hard. that. It's 100%. We know from following sports, it's hard to maintain momentum and spirit. And obviously, this is not a game. This is real life and real army life. And the soldiers tell you, I have to say this. The soldiers, one of the soldiers told me, in the beginning of the war, we felt the Tehillim. We felt the focus of the Tefillot. Well, yeah. We know it's been going down. Right. Human nature. And we, we feel that. And the fact is, is that just like the people here under stress, we should put ourselves under the same stress. I said it before on the show. We have to give until it hurts. Yep. And if it doesn't hurt, you haven't given enough. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, do we have people who are not hurting out there? <laughs> they're not hurting yet. Steve Adelsberg says they need to hurt. Right. Uh, are you hurting yet? If not, go to fjbunity.org. Uh, fjbunity.org. Double your donation by giving to us, fjbunity.org. <laughs> And, uh, hey, it's the end of the year. Oh, oh, your your colleague was in touch with us. Okay. He's on the bus with one Israel fund, Ralph. Ralph, okay. Yes. Ralph thinks that you and him are the only two accountants in the world. That's what Ralph thinks. (laughs) So Ralph says the following. Via a credit card transaction before December 31st. Oh, if you donate via a credit card transaction before December 31st, it's considered you made it in the year 2023. 100%. 100%. So all you need to do is, as Egal said, just hit the donate button before midnight and it counts for 2023. You don't have to worry about the thing being processed later or anything like no. that or an office being I was, open. I was taught back in the good old NYU when it was good old NYU back uh, then. Those were the days. Our tax teacher said, you meet your rabbi on the New Year's Eve party at 1130. He talks to you to 1145. He keeps talking to you to 1156, but he gives you four minutes to write the check. <laughs> you got the deduction in that year. <laughs> we were taught was that, that. Was that tax teacher a from guy? Yeah. Well, he was a from guy, but he also told us something else. Everybody, look to the left of you, look to the right of you. One of you are going to have to know the alimony laws of taxes. Oh, my gosh, is that hilarious? Oh, my gosh, what a reality. Look to the left of you, look to the right of you, but it's been improved. Just look to the left. One of the two of you now are going to know the laws of taxes. So that's the rule. The rule is give that's, before that's the thirty first or on the thirty first and it counts toward the year twenty twenty three. And if you have any problem with this, speak with Ralph or Steve. They'll that's set right. they'll set you straight. So it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Now we should stress something. There are people sometimes who are wondering about uh, different segments of the Israeli society. We've mentioned I mean I've spoken to you about this on the air now at least three, four times. We've mentioned your close relationship with the Biana Rebbe, who's based in Jerusalem, by the way, folks, not in New York. He's based in Jerusalem. And you can honestly say, because you've been with him, how pained he is by every piece of bad news that comes out of the situation, including every fallen soldier. And people might be like, What? A Hasidish Rebbe, etc. But you know this from personal experience. Personal experience to him. This is the saddest, saddest days. He's, I'll give you a story about the Biano Rebbe, if I may. It was back in 05, during the Grush of Gush Katif. Disengagement. Disengagement, exactly. And the stolen Rebbe, who's known as a Tzioni, wanted to go down to give Chizuk to the people in Gush Katif. Wow. But he wanted someone to go with him. So he called his good friend. He wanted to call his good friend the Admar beyond the Biana Rebbe. Right. The problem was the Stone of Hasidim weren't too crazy about this idea. They didn't, too, they didn't want him to do that. He says, so they wouldn't make the appointment. So the Stone of Rebbe decided to walk down to Bargiora Street here in Yushalayim. To the Rebbe? To the Rebbe. He's, and ask him himself. He goes down, sits in the steeple. The Gabbai, someone goes up to the Gabbai and says, do you know what you have out there? He says, no, I'll wait. Went to the Biana Rebbe, and Biana says, why not? Let's go down. And they went down together. To give wow. Burn. So when he came back, some people gave the Solon Rebbe. The, the gave him grief. Him, gave him some grief. So someone calls me up and says, tell me, they give the Biana Rebbe grief, grief like this? I said, you don't understand Biana Hasidim. Nobody worries about 
their loved ones, about Am Yisrael, about their pain, more than the Biyana Rebbe. And the Hasidim are the same. And they said, you don't mess around with that. Huh. Simcha Schauer from Chai Life sure. brings every case from Camp Simcha to review with the Rebbe. And he says, I'm not going to tell you who's the smartest Talmud Chacham Eretz Yisrael, but I will tell you this. No one feels the pain of these children like the Rebbe, Biyana Rebbe. So when he hears of a fallen soldier, he's, fallen soldier he's broken. He's broken. There's no comp- nothing to talk about. And to him, this is a Muhammad mitzvah that we have to show our achdus. And that's all he ever talks about. He didn't need a war to bring up achdus. Right. You then, saw him this trip or not? I saw him, oh, you saw this trip already. Went, went to, I went to see him. It's a, it's a very, you know, as I say, it's a very difficult time for everybody. It's not like, as someone said to me, it's like Groundhog's Day. Right. Every day oh, we wake up and we, we have this. The problem we had the night before is still there in the morning. Yeah. And that is that it's real. And it's very real. That's why the, I mean, I, we, we talked about this on Hanukkah, how we were awaiting the Hanukkah miracle of the hostages coming home. But boy, if they would come home, it would change the mood drastically here in this country and it would be amazing. But uh, obviously there's no progress in that area right now. Yes. Well, who knows? Maybe the IDF is making progress in that area. I shouldn't say that. We don't know of any progress in the area. The good, right news, the good news is if we don't know what's happening, then good things are happening. I hope so. I hope because you're right about because that. Because the, the, whole, the whole way of the IDF have always been need-to-know basis. And we don't need to know. We need is miracles. Yeah. But they need us to feel us. We're saying to people now, I'm calling up Rosh Yeshivas in Lakewood. Rosh Yeshivas in beyond. And I'm saying, have your Avreichim, have your students learn for a soldier. Have a card. Have his name. Have that one soldier protect him. We pride ourselves that we know how to talk to Kodesh Baruch Hu, so we have to start talking. Has there been progress in that area? Yes. I'm going to meet with someone from, from the Gush, Ellie Weber. I hope to meet with him to, so we could set up what to be. And Rabbi Bromberg from Beis Talmud was very, he says, Lama Lo. Yeah, you're right. And it's something that we have to show our connection to each other. We have to show the need for each other. And then we don't have a problem. We do the right thing. Good things will happen. Leave the rest to the one above. Uh, JM in the AM on a Thursday morning with Steve Adelsberg in Jerusalem. We are here to remind everybody that there is a tax deadline. And for some reason, people find it very attractive to give before the end of the year. I'll never figure that out, Steve. I guess I'm just not in the right tax bracket to be able to figure that out. <laughs> but for those in the right tax bracket, boy. We'll get you there, Nacho. We'll get you there. That's great. When you do get me there, it's season tickets for everybody. <laughs> um, so, please, if you're one of those people for whom it's very significant that you give before the end of the year, here's your opportunity. Again, fjbunity.org. Again, fjbunity. Dot org. A big, big thank you to uh, Jane and David Seidemann. Wow, that's nice. A 10 times high donation that became a 20 times high donation. David and I are your greatest admirers and fans. May Hashem give you the strength to continue doing your holy avoda for many years to come. When are we making Aliyah already? Well, I know what I am, because we announced it, but... Um we got to get everybody to make Aliyah. And Jane, regards from Leora Tedji. I spent the morning with her. Uh, giving out food to that she was giving out food to terror victims' families like she does every single Thursday, and we were reminiscing that you were the one who introduced me to her to begin with. And you know how many years ago that was? That was many, 
many, many years ago. Wow. That's a long time ago. And she's been, a, she's been somebody who's been uh, extremely critical uh, for the Siegel family. So call it a vote. JM and the AM, give and give until it hurts. Steve Adelsberg says that's, that's how you know if you've given enough. When the pain sets in, that's when you, when you need an Advil. That's how you know you've given enough. It's as simple as that. So keep on giving, everybody, at uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Everything's doubled right now. Everything is doubled at the moment. And in January, our commitment is to uh, finish the 40th anniversary campaign. We just were not ready to do it. We thought we'd be ready to do it in December. We were not ready to do it. We've got to keep going forward and keep moving forward uh, until we get to our goal. Keep, um, yeah, keep, keep, keep the goal, ball going. Yeah, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep on rolling. And, and I have to say hello because I know they're listening now, and I don't see my good friend Mike Penn uh, picking up the phone. Uh, you know, I know he's, he's, he's getting out of bed now, and he has his two granddaughters from Denver. What was his reaction the last time you mentioned his name on the air? I'm curious. Do you remember? Well, That you was know, the day you were in Teaneck. Right. He was first of all. They're all in shock that I got there on time. That was shocked. That, that, that was that was. We were all shocked. This is this is true. You know what I mean? It's but like, did he object when you mentioned his name on the air? Who's fine with it? Does he object? Yeah. Who's fine with it? You're talking about Penn now. I'm checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Mike, if you pick up your phone, call Steve because we only have the website. So pick up the phone, call Steve, and let him know what the story is. But we have to say hello to his two granddaughters from Denver. Big fans. He has family in Denver. He has family in. Denver, right? Like they son. tune in once in a while. They always tune in. They're very in the mountain time zone. Uh, mountain That's pretty time impressive. Dahlia, Dahlia, you're always listening. Gabby, they're the ba- probably uh, archive listeners. Probably uh, archive I don't listeners. know, but all I know is one thing. Dahlia, I can't talk about because she's promised to my grandson. Gabby is also promised to my other grandson. So you but and Penn are going to be super, super, what's it called? Super Machatonim? Something like that. You know? Like grandparent Machatonim. Yeah, but that's easy because I don't talk to him now. I, who talks to the Machatonim? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, it works out easy. We skip a lot of t- we stay somebody here who thinks you're a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, um, it's all good. And when we have another friend, Jack Lovavi, who mentions any Jack time. is where? He's in what, what city does he live in? He's in, in New York, Brooklyn. No, in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. So basically, Jack, anytime he always goes to a bar mitzvah kid to say, hey, you know, if you mention my name in your speech, you get 50 bucks. So now we're mentioning Jack on the air. Jack, it's costing you 500 bucks. At least. At least. Exactly. Holy cow, that's what he does with a bar mitzvah boy. He goes up to the bar mitzvah boy, and Jack, we expect it. Belinda, I, his wife, I assume you're writing the check. I can <laughs> see it now. This kid, this bar mitzvah kid, runs to his parents and says, a guy just came over to me. I said I got an extra visit. What do I do? Make sure he pays up in advance. That's what you Get his credit card information. No, but I'm thinking, like, uh, I guess the kid would have to get up and say, Thank you to all my get all the guests who came to the bar mitzvah, including and then mention Jack. Like that's exactly. how you, that's how you smoothly get it in there. Exactly, right? you gotta be smooth. Right. That's what he wants. It? They always thank people who fly in from different places. Thanks exactly. to those who came from far and wide, including Jack. Jack, came far he, and, wide. and he took he took the express H O V lane from Brooklyn. Right. We thank him and got here on time. Got here on time. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. All good. I um, I ask everybody. Uh, there are I don't know how many. Segments of our community are represented in our audience. We have Ashkenazim and Sephardim. Mm-hmm. We have young and old. We have um, secular and orthodox. We have a lot of people with a variety of backgrounds. This is one of the 
It's always been like this the last 40 years, one of the great unifiers in our community. Uh, that people feel that no we're able to speak to Hasidim and at the same time speak to people whose entire Shabbos is our Friday show. So if we're going to promote unity, as we've been doing like crazy over the last few months, and encourage people that we need to be unified, here's an opportunity to fund a, a unifying project, which is us right here. I'm always amazed, Nachum, that when I get off the air, who listened and who calls me, hey, I heard you. And there's such diverse people. Yeah. As you say, the Hasidim from Borough Park, from Williamsburg, they listen. And they hear the news. And they want to hear the news. And they hear what's going on here in Eretz Israel. And you, everyone knows how we give it and how we do it. And know? then there are those who are completely unaffiliated, which is mm-hmm. not a criticism, it's the reality. And they feel that this show keeps them connected to their tradition and heritage, which is also something to be recognized. So. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't have to preach this to you. You do put your money where your mouth is. There isn't a project of ours you've ever said no to. So how on earth could I, you know, make believe that I'm giving yeah. you this speech? Yeah. But you're here. I'm using you as a sounding board. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm using you as a sounding board and helping to remind people uh, that, uh, that we're literally in the final hour of this year asking for their donations. There'll be a little bit more time before we get to our hard deadline a few weeks from now. But I really would hope that those who are so careful about giving all their charitable donations before December 31st would include us. You know, there are couples who get together at their kitchen table on December 26th, 27th, and you know this, 28th. Okay, who should we give to this year? Like, what's, what, what are important causes to us? What makes the top 10, the top five? Who gets the big amounts? You know, you know that's going I know this. I've seen friends of mine do it. It goes on all the time. So all I'm asking people is that put us on the list. Put us on the list. Put us in your top ten. Come on. No one. You should know one thing, that everybody knew 100% on October 7th after this war broke out. If anybody was coming to Yerushalayim to do a show, to find out what was going to happen, who had to get the word out, nothing to do with donations or anything, anyone who felt it was their responsibility was the Nachum Siegel Show. Thank you. JM and AM. And That's what we do here. And Chesed... You do here. I appreciate that. And, and Chesed and Mood were the two things we really wanted to get across to everybody. And Chesed, believe you me, the list is gargantuan how many causes we featured on these airwaves. And Mood was important because when you're in the United States, you're 6,000 miles away, as much as we relate, it's very hard to relate. We come here and we describe to people what our brothers and sisters are going through. And how down they were at that time and how challenging a situation they're in. And they need to hear this. People around the world need we to go, hear this. We, go, we come here, we hear the tragedy, we hear the people losing lives, and we say, I'm going to a shiva call. Yeah. And, you're gonna, and, and we, I went to Herzliya because we heard that this Russian, the Russian parents of a soldier yeah. came in special to sit shiva in Israel. And I went to meet him and say thank you. All you want to do is say thank you. Yeah, they are writing. Nochem, I said it before. They are writing checks here that we can't cover. I hear that, and I my line always is. Um, I, I my line is because I've done a couple of these shiva calls. I came from New York to see you, and that makes an impression. Obviously, they they understood that I was here for other purposes as well. But I came from New York and took time out to come see you today. Stacy Siegel, who's uh, picking something, yeah. was it strawberries? Blue, strawberries? Is that seriously what she's doing? 
I thought so. I don't know. Strawberries, blueberries, boysenberries. I don't know which berries. I have no idea what they're picking. But she's doing some type of fruits and vegetables because a lot of these volunteers. So she insists that she wanted to spend the day doing that. She's doing it. But on the way back to her friend, after the vegetable or fruit picking, they're going to an Ethiopian Jewish home where the fallen soldier is obviously the focus. They're sitting shiva, and they have been told, the people in Beit Shemesh have been told, that very few people are going to visit because, obviously, it's a community not familiar to most people there. So she's going to go just to say, she said, what should I do? What should I do? I said, you get over there, and you say, I came from New York to express our condolences. That's all you have to do. And they're going to look at you and say thank you. 100%. Oh, no, they'll appreciate it like you can't imagine. It's it's, it's something that's so. The special. mother will will put her hand on her heart, like you know. Oh my gosh, you, know, you, you you took my breath away by telling me that that you're here just to offer us condolences. You know, when someone at when someone gave me this line to say when they ask you how's Israel right. or how are you doing, they right. ask you how are you doing, nothing. Right. You know, what your answer should be Kishalom Hamadina. Kishalom Hamadina. That's how we're doing. And that's how we feel. That's how everyone on this on your radio show feels that way. The way the state is doing is how we're doing. Exactly. Kashalom Hamadina. And it's. And I hope you're right. I hope you're right that everybody who's listening feels that way. I, I mean, listen. I was. If yes, then we've really accomplished a great goal in the last three months. I mean, Nachum, our generation, you and I, and our children and our grandchildren's generation, are the unique generation that only knows of Eretz Yisrael's. Existence. No pre-state that we, we have no idea what it was like before a state. Right. No idea what it was like that we can't pick up and go to Eretz Israel on a whim. Yep. How many of us said, yeah, I'm going to go to Eretz Israel? That was not done years ago. Yep. That was not done by our grandfathers. That was not done by our great-grandfathers. It was barely done by our parents. We have the opportunity to do this, and we have the responsibility to be able to keep doing it. And I have to say, Nachum, you're, you're enabling us to really be part of it. I appreciate that. One of the greatest compliments I got this trip was someone said to us, to me and Stacy, they said, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, once the war broke out, were figuring out every way to get out of Israel. I mean, it's a reality. We know it's a reality. And you were sitting there in America trying to figure out a way to get to Israel. And I thought that was one of the best compliments that we could have gotten. I, uh, I said it. I have, I have very good neighbors next to me in Great Neck. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That oh, meaning where you work? Where I work. I'm pretty sure. And the clients, very good clients. The mic, yeah, Very good clients. They're Greek, very friendly. Oh, these are non Jewish people. Non Jewish people. So I'm pretty sure they're not listening. Right. So I can say, I'm you never crazy. know. Yeah, they're late sleepers. I don't know. Hey, you said it before. Maybe the archives. They get the archives. But they said to me, if you remember a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, the country of Greece right. was having a very severe financial crisis correct and i similar said, to our our mortgage bust right exactly those, right? Uh, worse R- even worse than worse because they called me over because i'm their accountant right. and they called me over and said steve we have to discuss with you how we're going to get our money out of greece wow we have to get it out the banks are failing we're kind of nervous we're very nervous what's the ramifications what do we have to do yada 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 got it we discussed it and everything else and I smiled I said you know you always kidding me about why am I going to Israel for because I'm always going you're always right. laughing about it you know what the difference between us and you guys with all due respect you're here now figuring out how to save your money because you might you don't want to lose it which right. is natural when this happens in Israel we as Jews we double down 
we go, we give, and we start giving. And you've seen the figures of what people are giving to Israel. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. This is not. This isn't just. Yeah, uh, this is not. This is not tourism for us. Yeah. We all know that. Well, we're trying to Even express. Even the hotel the people said this, this is not tourism. These are right. missions. These are people who are determined to help, to volunteer, to bring good spirit to Israel. So the tourism will right. come around eventually. But right now, this is the stage. When you we're tell in. when you tell a cab driver you're going to Herzliya to pay a shiva call, this is what you're going for, so you can wait. It's only going to be 15 minutes. Right. He doesn't want to take money from you. He says, I'm part of this country. That team. cab driver, I haven't met this trip. This is true also. Okay, yeah, all right. Adelsburg all met right. him. I embellished <laughs> a little bit. I embellished a little bit. I had to do something. Come on. <laughs> if you're up there, pick, please pick me up at Cinema City in 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, you want the same rate as Herzliya. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, to, I have to admit, I do have to admit that there are... There are service people in this country right now, including cab drivers, who are overextending themselves. Right. What you said is not such a stretch. They are overextending themselves when there's a mitzvah involved. Today, I got into a cab. In all seriousness, he says, you have to tell me where to go. I said, you don't know where, because we I was visiting my parents in the Sanhedrin Cemetery. So I said, you don't know how to get to Sanhedrin? Because I've never been to Shalayim. I just brought all this food from Ashdod to Yerushalayim because there's a, there's a major collective that's going to bring all these hundreds of boxes to Gaza for the soldiers. So he had like you know, 10 boxes in his car. You know, he was part of this whole caravan. And I'm like, wow. You know, th- th- this is what he decided to do. So you're not so far off as much as I love the, I love the joke that I haven't met that cab driver yet. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to ask Steve Adelsberg to stay around for one more segment. Do you have 10 more minutes? And I appreciate that. And meanwhile, folks, please, if you haven't given yet, uh, I know it's been a, uh, um, a if, for some people, it's been a tough year. Give what you can. Do what you can for us. Keep us going. We have three revenue streams of this network. Sponsorships. Um, advertisements and listener support. All three have to be strong for us to be strong. That's the bottom line. So please do your part. Uh, very similar to a PBS uh, type setup. Do your part uh, as listeners of this show, as listeners of this network, and give what you can. FJBUnity.org. Again, that's FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Everything is doubled right now for 360. Autographed copy of my book, which is coming out in a couple of months. Again, FJBUnity.org. We literally have 25 more minutes that we're going to ask you. Then in January, we'll pick up the campaign when it gets to a more serious deadline. But we literally have only 25 more minutes. So if, you, if you've thought about giving, do it now. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. J.M. and the A.M. with Shalshelis Jr. Steve Adelsberg telling us about some of his famous uh, classmates from high school. It always seems to be a topic that comes up at some point, whether on the air or off the air. He's very, very proud of his colleagues from his high school era. What do you think of that, Eagle Siegel? Well, I'm trying to think of all the famous people that we went to high school with. All I can come up with is Nahum Siegel. <laughs> nah, there are some people. That's amazing what you're telling us. That's we, we, have, we have every day since the pandemic, when we all were home, at 5 o'clock, Monday through Thursday. Including Friday, tonight, by the way. Including tonight. Midnight five, for him. For, for 5 o'clock, we get on the Zoom call, and the wives go, what do you guys talk about every day? <laughs> the same and thing what we talk about, about every day. This has been going on for four years now. How long does the yeah, an average 45 minutes, 45 minutes, from 5 to 6. But listen to this answer. Yeah. What do you guys talk about? The same thing we talked about yesterday. <laughs> we talk about the same thing, but we laugh 
as if it's the first time. <laughs> we that, t- I don't know if that's an age thing. Or <laughs> it <laughs> might be. You're right. It might be. But we had characters in our class. In the class of 69 at MTA, I was in the class of 71. As I said before, Stan Kasdan, the president of the Dodgers. Don Walker, who's on the call, the Harry Walker agents. Right. So I forgot about him. Ted Mervis, Wayne Partner, and Wachtel Lipton. Right. You had, what's your called? You had Danny Kramer. Those of you who know Danny Kramer, I won't say anything more, but he was a legend in his own time. You, had, you have guys in this class. And, of course, I was just telling the story of one Danny Grossman who decided that he wanted to be an Israeli pilot. Israel said, nice try, but come back when you... Come back someday. He goes back to America, and he becomes a U.S. Air Force pilot, and he pilots an F-16. I said to him, and he comes to join the Israeli Army. He goes, Israeli Air Force, how did you get in? He goes, who do you think flies the F-16s when they come from America to Israel? He delivers them? He did. The American pilots deliver them. Wow. The UPS, Amazon hasn't figured that out yet. But once they do, I guess they'll be out of a job. But, then, but they deliver them. He joins the Israeli Air Force, and this guy from the class of 69 and MTA was on the strike against the Iraqi nuclear reactor. Oh, Rock. Oh, Rock. Can you uh, fly... And that's 15 over the Atlantic? And can you make it without... I think you have, you have to, to land in London or something refuel. and refuel? Or what the, the thing was... Or an aircraft carrier? What they were able to do, they can refuel in air. And because of the... Oh, yeah, F- they have tanks, right. Because the F-16 was able to refuel in air, they were able to accomplish that bombing mission against the Iraq right. And you know the story how we got the F-16s because Iran, the Iranian Revolution... They were supposed to get delivered F-15s and F-16s. Comes a revolution, that deal is off. Right. America calls up Israel and say, would you like these F-16s? Israel says, let me think about it. Yeah, I think we can take them off your hands. Wow. By having those planes from that was supposed to go to Iran, gave them the capability to take out Iran. So the downfall of the Shah... Ends up being to Israel's right. advantage in that situation, not this, not in the this is, in the long run, but in that situation. This is a kodesh who doing shidduchim. No question about it. I want to thank Gail Willig. Her one hundred dollar donation turned into a two hundred dollar donation in my honor. I want to thank Anonymous who just gave thirty six. I want to thank Rabbi Moshe Snow in honor of the kiddush Hashem made by JM and by Nachum Siegel and the staff. Much appreciated, Rabbi Snow. He has been a donor and a supporter and a listener. I would argue for forty years. That's my estimation. Uh, can we count you in the last couple of minutes of this show among our supporters? We only have a few minutes left. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Here's your chance to get your tax deduction, according to the firm of Adelsberg and Adelsberg. If you give, <laughs> isn't that what it's called? Adelsberg and Company. Oh, right. Sorry. It's my, it's my, it's my, my, uh, my father love a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second. Was the, it was never Adelsberg and Sons? It was always Adelsberg and Company? It was S. Adelsberg and Company. Right. And there's a photo, not a photo, a portrait of S. Adelsberg when you walk in. Right. Your dear father. The firm was started, it was funny, the firm was started, of course, by my father, who had one rule, just one rule. Nobody works on Shabbos. Nobody works on Shabbos, no guy, nobody works on Shabbos in Yontif. So I went to the Beyond Rebbe's father, Rabbi Breyer, and I said, you know, I have to, I give everybody off, we close the office. But when you're a CPA, 
you have to, you know, do continuing education to uh-huh. keep your license. Right. And I asked, can I ask the guy and the non-Jews to take their courses on Saturday, on Saturday, or on the Yentif day? Because right. if you want to know, if you want to know what days Yentif are coming out for the next they five know. years, call my office. <laughs> they know. They'll give you all the days of Yentif. All the guy him know it. Okay. So I said, can I ask him to? Because it's the CPAs for their benefit. Right. They need it. Right. So he says, he's. This is a Hasidic answer. The Rabbi Breyer says, Shalom, he says, says to us, your father asked you to do one thing. He goes, yeah, don't do play it. around. Do it. Don't play around with it. We're asking you to do one thing, support Eretz Israel here. Don't play around with it. He, we was, need a, your support. he was a legend, that's Adelsberg. He, yes, did, he, he knew the one thing to tell you. Right. And he, I had, I told you this, and I've shared this with you, I had the privilege of being the beneficiary of Rabbi Breyer's brilliance when I was in college. Right. What a brilliant man. And I, the other day, David Fishoff was with us. We were talking about it. He didn't know that, a relationship with Ari Breyer. And he was talking about his relationship with Ari Breyer, which is legitimate. They, they were neighbors, right? Right. They were neighbors. So, they were know. very much neighbors. I mean, yeah. David I, likes telling stories, but this one's real. A, <laughs> as, as you know, I mean, the, the, best, the best story we always tell of the Breyer family, the Biano Rebbe, was 1996 when... Eight of us, including David Fishoff, myself, Penn, Lavavi, Panuski, all the all the chevra, a five car call, we're going to Mayron. Yeah. For the Hadlaka. And he, the Biana Rebbe, does that. He does it. So we wear these light blue jackets. They're light blue jackets with basically said Chaside de MMB. MMB being Menachem, Menachem Mendel Breyer. A tribute to the Rebbe's father. Right. Sackett Lake, New York. Love it. So we're worried. We're on top of the roof. Sea of black in our blue jackets. <laughs> Someone goes up to the Rebbe and says, are these your Hasidim? <laughs> the Rebbe smiles and says, no, no, no. They're my father's Hasidim. They're my friends. And no joke, because in a way, you grew up together. Right. So that's pretty cool. So that was like, you know, this is, this is who we are. This is the history of, of who we are. We, we, we care for each other. No question about it. David Gottlieb, I thank you. Your $100 donation has become 200 and I thank you very, very much. Last five minutes, anybody else who'd like to give before we leave the air today? Mayor Ferdig is going to be sitting in tomorrow. Our weekly update will return on the 5th of January. We'd love to include you among our donors. Five old Kaplan, thank, excuse me, thank you. Your 100 just became 200. A big thank you to Daniela and Ellie Hurt. Your, your uh, $54, a three times high donation, just became a six times high donation with our matchers. And that is a 108 total dollars. Please uh, join in now so we could wrap up today with a nice total. Mark Weintraub has just donated in honor of Tzahal. Uh, that is a donation that started as a four times high donation. And now it is an eight times high donation because of our generous matchers. Matching is going to keep going, by the way. If you if you want to give tomorrow when Mayor Fertig is on, if you want to give Sunday before the 31st ends, that matching will continue for sure until December the 31st. And then we're going to readjust everything on the 1st of January and announce the uh, actual hard deadline of our 40th anniversary campaign. So please, if you want to take advantage of the tax deduction, here's your opportunity, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Join those hundreds who've already uh, given something toward this campaign, fjbunity.org. And I will use the last few minutes of this show to ask you to uh, to help us out. Again, it's fjbunity.org, and we want to announce as many donations as possible. There are people who gave last year, by the way, who have not yet 
And that was before December 31st. Last year, our deadline was December 31st. And there are people who have not yet given from that list, and we encourage you to do so now. Uh, and again, just like you did in 2022, you'll be able to get a tax deduction in 2023. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. Monday on New Year's, my plan is to do this show from the New York City studio and then back to a regular schedule. We have a lot of stuff coming up. We have the Haas concert coming up. We have the big... Um, uh, uh, um, oh gosh, I just it just escaped my mind what they're calling it. There's a major unity event to benefit some major uh, organizations here in Israel that's going to be taking place on the 9th of January. We're going to start with all the details this coming Tuesday on JM and the AM, and um, it, it'll give everyone an opportunity who gives to have their money distributed to a lot of key causes here, all of whom are, how do I put this? long-standing causes. Nothing against those that started during the war. That we understand. There are a lot of great organizations. But the ones they're going to be supporting in order to help Israel rebound from all of this will be organizations that have proven track records, some that, some if not all that we've heard of. So that's going to be happening um, starting Tuesday. Uh, Deborah Allen, thank you. Your twice high has just turned into a four times high donation because of our matchers. Thank you very much. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Be as generous as you can as we wrap things up on this Thursday morning broadcast from Jerusalem. We, now we literally have five minutes to go for the show. FJBUnity.org is the site. Give as much as you can. Is your uh, phone ringing off the hook, Mr. Adelsberg, with, uh, with well, people who are trying to... I, it's like it's, it's, it can, I can't get to it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> Steve shut his phone <laughs> during the show. A thank you to Ronit and Shlomo Hagler. A big, big thank you. Your, your 10 times high just turned into a 20 times high donation. They say thank you for all you do for Clogistrol, and that is much appreciated. Akiva Adler has... Uh, has tossed in a $100 donation, which now goes in our fund as a $200 donation because of our generous matchers. Akiva Adler, a $200 donation. And we will keep going for another three minutes or so here on this Thursday. Eagle, uh, this is it. We're not going to see each other for a while now, I would assume. I know. I'm, I'm very sad. Yeah, we saw each other in October. We saw each other in November. No, now I, this long trip in December. And I that, said to my, I told you, I said to Rifki this morning, I said, I don't know when I'm going to see Nahum again. It's very, it's very disturbing to me. I like the fact that you're around here. Now, this was not one of those Amazon package jokes. That you need someone to bring you Amazon packages. This was no, sincere. I have someone for that. Oh, you have someone else for that? <laughs> Adelsberg's bringing you a January? <laughs> no, I, I didn't speak to Steve yet, but uh, I, want a, I want a shirt like he has. <laughs> well, yes, it's uh, quite sad. Although, uh, I don't know if you heard this or my fast was on earlier, and he did say that he's going to be returning from the United States to Israel on the 29th of January for that short trip he has. Maybe we'll hop on. Maybe we'll hop on and wrap up the campaign here. Oh, but that'd be great. Well, but right now, I have, <laughs> I need a half a day to breathe, <laughs> and, then, and, then we'll, and then we'll make sure to start making plans. What can I tell you? Even Steve Adelsberg, between Chizuk missions, takes a day or two to decompress and take care of things in the office. So you know, we office, need to- office or in Madison Square Garden or Barclays. All right. So we have half a day to breathe. <laughs> Has anybody asked you yet? Well, I don't know if this would be the time, because I don't, anyone who's in Israel staying in Israel, but uh, Steve mm-hmm. and his family, part of their generosity is if they find that a chayal is visiting the United States and wants to go to an NBA basketball game, they make sure to give them tickets. 
Don't you regret you never became a chayal? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell my son Yehuda. Oh, my gosh. His son's in the Air Force. <laughs> no question about it. Holy anyone, cow, anybody, Anyone comes to me from Eretz Yisrael, they need tickets to a game. If that's what gets you going, which you got it. Which game are we talking about? <laughs> which game are you talking about? You're talking about you know, Any game they want. Once he found out it was your son, it's a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to go to Game 7 of the championship. I want to see a Game 7 also. You get us to a Game 7, he gets to go. If there's a Game 7 in Barclays or Madison Square Garden, he'll be there. And, you, and then you'll be going with me. Yeah. Oh, a, yeah, that, yeah. No question. Yehuda Siegel. Does Steve go to the Super Bowl? You've been to Super Bowls, huh? Been to Never? Super Bowl. I've been to a Super it's not a, It's not the game right. you want to go. People don't love going to Super Bowls. Sam doesn't like The it. waiting around between want, is insane. You, like, you want to go to the semi, the championship game. Right. Those are the ones you the want week, to go to. The two weeks before. Right. That's you, you want to go to. I never went to a championship game. You go to Atlanta for a championship game? I never went to the game. Oh, you I, were there. I, rem- I remember I was standing with... Uh, Mr. Goodman, I love a show him. He had the he had the pizza store in Efrat. Oh yeah, yeah. I know who you he mean. Did, yes, he had a son who passed on Kiddush Hashem, a soldier who was he jumping out of a plane. His parachute got tangled oh, gosh. with his commander. Oh god! He gave up his life for his commander. This was his son. He was a very good guy. Play. He was a he was a good guy. Simple Jew. We met at a, we met at a wedding. And he's from you. He's from Texas. And he says, "You're from Texas." And I go, "Were you at the game?" And he looks at me and goes, "Were you at the game?" He goes, "I was at the game." Now the whole table is looking at us. What are these two clowns talking about? <laughs> and I'm saying, "I was at the game." What game we're talking about? University of Texas played USC. Where Reggie Bush was on the team, wow. the guy Vince Vince Young was on the right. team. That was wow. the classic Rose Bowl game. That was a Rose Bowl, right? and which I went to with my son because right. that was an easy game to go to. You know, you could figure it out. We did. Went out to Pasadena, went in and out, and he looks at me. He goes, "You were at that game." I get. I said, not time on. I said I wrote him a letter with the tickets to the game and said, "While well, me and my son were at a football game." Your son was defending Eric Israel. Wow. Thank you. Wow. There you go. And that's what we do. Says so, it all. so if you want to know, you go, if you want to know if your son comes to game seven, he gets game seven. Right. I will tell him. You tell him. He gets to the, the school that you need. Right? <laughs> and our final donation for today is a three times anonymous, three times high anonymous donation, which has turned into a six times high donation. Thank you very much. Steve Adelsberg, thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you. All your kind words for doing this with us on both sides of the world, which is quite a commitment for anybody, including you, and I thank you for that. And uh, we're going to take your um, directive and keep going strong. That's what we're going to keep doing. That's here. what you got to do. Just keep going strong. you got to keep going strong. But you're talking to a crazy guy. You know that. You know how, you know how crazy you're talking to this guy you're talking to. I don't think you're that crazy. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy for not thinking you're crazy. Well, let me tell you why. One quick story, because yeah. you know I have stories. But we'll, Okay, go ahead. But we'll have, it was a playoff game. Right. The Chicago Bulls against the New York Knicks. Right. Michael Jordan, the whole crew. It was a game six. The game was on Shabbos. Right. And I don't like to watch games taped. I can't. Right. I, I, I want right. to see a game live, but right. you can't see it at Shabbos. Right. I'm not playing no shtick, no right. Shabbos clock. Right. But I said one thing, though. I can see the game live. How could you see the game go live? Go to Israel. You go to Israel for Shabbos. And you Saturday did? Saturday night, and you see the game live. And you did? And I did. Why wouldn't you do that? All right. He is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello?
Hey, thank you to Joe and Chaya Yugowitz. Their three times high turned into six times high, so I lied. That wasn't the last one, the anonymous one. The Yugowitzes are the last one of the morning. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Rather on the web at AlchemSingle.com and AlchemSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps it up from Jerusalem, Steve Adelsberg. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you. you. Enjoy Shevard Brachas. Thank you. You'll yes. be there this Shabbos, Bezrat Hashem. And enjoy Rav Goldberg. You'll see him this Shabbos as well. Yes, I will. And, oh, you won't see Gavri. Gavri will be with us. He's usually in Yeshiva Dakota, but all right. <laughs> Maybe you can use a seat. You can okay. use a seat. There you go. Yigal, call a vote to you. Thanks let's, for coming. Let's keep working and working strong. Lots, lots of work to be done out there. Oh, true, true, true. To say the least. Have a good Shabbos, good trip. Shabbat Shalom, and thank you. Uh, we leave here, Matzei Shabbos, Sunday in New York. You'll next hear from me Monday morning. From our New York City studio, Mayor Ferdig, tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. From Jerusalem, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, actually, till Monday, Nahum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.